Welcome to the YouTube Creators Hub podcast, where we help you conquer the internet one video at a time. We cover everything from how to start a YouTube channel to how to make a video go viral. And now, here's your host, the one and only Dusty Porter. Hello, wonderful people of the internet. Dusty Porter here, host of the YouTube Creators Hub podcast. Uh, as always, would like to thank the fine folks over at TubeBuddy for providing a sponsorship on the show, allowing me to uh, keep the mics hot here and the lights on in the studio. Uh, they are a fantastic partner, a great browser plugin and mobile app. If you're looking for a tool that can help you in all facets of your YouTube channel, TubeBuddy is the one. Check the link in the description, our podcast show notes, however you want to do that, uh, and I promise you will not regret it. We're also brought to you by the fine folks over on Patreon. If you want a place where you can go throw a couple of dollars here to the show and me to support what I do here on the show and get access to a private Discord channel where people are talking YouTube online video strategies all the time, all throughout the day, all throughout the week, then please, if you would, go on over, click the Patreon link in the show notes, and Check out, see what it's about. Do it for a month, see if it's worth it. And I promise you, uh, again, I think you'll find it very much valuable. Um, as you're listening to this, the beauty of batch recording and podcasting and content creation is that as you're listening to this, I'm going to be somewhere toes in the sand uh, in uh, Florida on the beach on vacation with my wonderful family. But uh, you know I wouldn't leave you guys hanging. As a matter of fact, this may be one of the better episodes I've ever done of the show um, as my guest Rob is a fantastic creator, uh, has amassed over 60,000 subscribers very quickly. Uh, in a very interesting niche uh, about toy racing and, and different toys and things like that. And it's uh, it's very intriguing. And how he got there is very interesting. And I think you guys can find some really amazing value from what Rob has to share with you guys. Uh, the conversation was riveting. Uh, I learned some stuff, jotted down some notes. So uh, definitely sit back, relax. You're in for a treat this week. Don't forget, if you haven't already, slap that subscribe button over on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, wherever you consume your content, guys, please hit that subscribe button. Also, if you would, leave us a review, whether it's one star or five star, it doesn't matter. We want to know what we can do to make this show the best show possible. So guys, whether you're a new listener, a longtime listener, I'm getting tons of emails from people saying that I love the podcast. I love this specific episode. New listeners who are saying they're you know only on episode 10 or 11, they're going to listen to all of them. And believe it or not, a lot of people do that because the content does not get old. All of the past interviews I've done over the past few years are still valuable and very helpful to people uh, because of the different niches and things. And you may be a gaming YouTuber, and I've interviewed a ton of those. You may be a crafting YouTuber, and I've interviewed uh, many of those people. You may be a vlogger. Well, go and look for the vloggers that I've interviewed and check it out. See what you think about their strategies, their techniques, and I promise you're going to find some value in every interview that we have here on the feed. So thank you guys so much as always, and I'm going to stop rambling on, and let's jump into this week's conversation. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's conversation. I am super excited today to be joined by Rob Miller. He is a husband, father, college student, and works full-time. Busy guy. He is the founder of Toy Racing and based in Utah. He started toy racing a little over two years ago with his little brother, and now they have more than 67,000 subscribers and get this, 22 million views. And by the way, he's got a video that he released a little over a week ago that's got 3 million views. Uh, it's called World Cup Marble Race 2018. Rob, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Dusty. Thank you so much for having me. It's a 
It's an honor to be on here. I'm excited to talk to you. All right. So, so many things are going through my head, Rob. So the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to slow down here because I've got a lot of things I want to ask you. The first thing I want to ask you is if you would let my audience know a little bit more about you, Rob, the person and how you got started on YouTube. Yeah, sure. No problem. So a little bit about me. Uh, I live out here in Utah, got married a couple, couple of years ago, have a little boy, a little one-year-old. Uh, who's a ton of fun, keeps me very busy though. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm going to school right now, work full time. I work for a uh, solar company um, and just overall incredibly busy as you can imagine, Dusty, I'm sure you are too. Sure. Uh, it's just part of the YouTube grind. But um, So that's a little bit about me, um, a little bit more about my channel like you touched on. I started it about two and a half years ago with my little brother, uh, who was nine at the time. And like any little kid these days, he really wanted to do a Minecraft uh, video game channel. And uh, I looked into that a little bit. Uh, it seemed kind of complicated for me. I'm not really a, really a tech guy. but uh, uh, So I wanted to do something. I wanted to create content for him and with him. But I wanted to stay behind the camera like a chicken. And uh <laughs> And so we started racing marbles. That was just what we started doing. And we didn't tell a soul about it. We told our immediate family. Uh, my wife knew. Uh, our parents knew. But like, even up until two or three months ago, my in-laws didn't know about it. Good friends of mine didn't know about it. And we were up in the 30s and 40s of thousands of subscribers. But nobody I knew really knew about it, uh, which was fine. But so that's how it started out. And uh, turns out, you know, hundreds of people started watching it. And obviously they were strangers. They weren't just mom and dad. Um, but we started doing that. I started realizing that there was kind of this really unique niche out there. People started watching our videos. I started doing research on marble ra- racing on YouTube. And there was two that had... Uh, hundreds of thousands of subscribers, M&H Racing and Jill's Marble Runs. And I thought, oh my gosh, there's only two of them. They get millions of views. They have hundreds of thousands of subscribers. I was like, let's try and let's try and do this. And my little brother kind of lost interest a little bit, but I wanted to keep doing it. I thought it was fascinating, the whole YouTube process. I didn't realize before how easy it was, um, but it was, it was really simple. I mean... If I'm able to make videos on YouTube, have people watch them, I really feel dusty like anyone can. And I just feel, I feel really fortunate to have that many subscribers now, that many views. That's kind of a little bit how I started, how I started out. if you would, Rob, explain to me what marble racing is. I mean, I I understand it's pretty self-explanatory. You get some marbles, you get a little track, you elevate it, and you kind of race them. But there's a little more to it than that after watching some of your videos. Some of these things are intense. And so, I mean, just like the one that you did about a week ago, the World Cup marble race, which was obviously extremely relevant with the World Cup going on right now as we're recording this episode. I mean, over 3 million views. One you did a month ago, 550,000 views. One you did over a month ago, 375,000 views. I mean, your videos are absolutely (laughs) killing it. Like, what, what, explain marble racing to me for a minute and explain the intrigue. Um, I can explain marble racing a little bit, um, but 
it's hard to explain the intrigue. I, the only thing I can think of is it's oddly satisfying. Um, it's kind of a level playing field. You kind of get, you get the same size marbles and you just put them down a track and gravity does the rest, right? There's no skill involved. You can pick a marble. You might be right. You might be wrong. I think that's intriguing. Um, marble racing though. Yeah. You just, uh, really just getting marbles, uh, building fun tracks just from, you know, like your childhood. And that's what, that's the first track that we used. One that I got when I was like six years old, we just pulled it out two years ago, started racing marbles down it. But, um, as, as you've probably seen in my channel, I, I like to put values to the marbles, right? Like I like to say, this one represents the United States. This one represents Japan. This one re represents uh, Uruguay, right? Right. And it, ma it makes it a lot more interesting, actually. You do that with countries. You can do that, um, as you've seen with Pokemon. And it really captures people's attention. They really start cheering for them more when it's related to something that they're familiar with, that they like, that they enjoy. Um, but it's it's been amazing to see how much people really like it. And I have a I have a blast doing it. And I, now I really is, do. is your brother still doing it? You said he kind of lost interest. Is he still involved with the channel, or is it just you taking this thing solely by yourself now? It's, it's kind of something that I've just taken now. Um, he, he he didn't have a passion for marbles like I did, I guess. But, uh, yeah, so he kind of he kind of stopped helping out. Part of it was I was living in California at the time. He was living in Utah, and, you know, we still live half hour, hour apart. So that makes it difficult. I'll still grab him occasionally, and he'll help out, but not not full time now. Well, this is this to me is just such a cool story. And just recently, I mean, just in the past few months is is kind of what I've kind of when I've analyzed your channel, I've I've kind of seen that you know in the past four or five months you've really taken off, um, and you've started to post more frequently, and a lot of your videos are accumulating hundreds of thousands of views. Um, as you know, with any type of kind of younger audience content, it's going to be evergreen. And where kids are always going to watch it regardless of what time of year it is, which is beautiful for you, the creator. And so I now want to kind of navigate into uh, the next set of questions. And the, the, the next one for me, I'm really excited to hear your, your answer to this. What are you planning on to do? What are you planning to do with this as far as like business wise, as far as making money? Obviously, now you're, you, you know, you're part of the YouTube partner program. But now that you're, you're, you're cranking out these videos, they're getting hundreds of thousands of views. Even your, your least most viewed videos are getting, you know, 30, 40, 50, 60,000 views. What are, what are your initial plans? Are you planning on getting like marble companies to sponsor you, the tracks to sponsor you? Or what, what are your plans, Rob, to monetize this and make money from the channel? Yeah, that's, that's a really good question, Dusty. And, and honestly, um, uh, I mean, the success is I've worked really hard for this, uh, for this channel to be successful, but the, the success has been breathtaking, right? Like I really wasn't expecting this. So for, to answer your question, I've really only been thinking about it the last couple of months, if you can believe that. Um, we only, and just to go back a little bit, um, for some, just the history of the channel, we only reached a thousand subscribers nine months ago. So here we are at 67 plus thousand subscribers. Um, I'm just trying to keep my feet under me, to be honest. And uh, But I have had some marble companies, some other toy companies reach out to me for sponsorship videos. Um, I'm looking to expand into different toys and, uh, and hopefully get more sponsors that way. Um, the ultimate goal, though, uh, without going into too much detail, 
is just to, to become a business that sells toys, um, provides cheap toys for kids, and, uh, and hopefully to actually sell the toys that I race with, the tracks that I race with. Um, I've had a lot of interest, a lot of messages about that, that people are willing to buy the toys that they see on my videos, the actual toys. Yeah, I mean, I could imagine like the affiliate revenue that you could make on some of these larger videos that you're doing and, you know, not to not to give you advice here live on the podcast, but I could imagine just, you know, you putting some links of uh, of the different toys and the different materials that you're using in these videos and I w- I just feel like that that would just explode. Um, and, yeah, and I just, just all of the ideas running through my mind. Now let's talk about what you've learned so far, Rob. Uh, you've been doing okay. this now for a while. You're doing it you're kind of flying solo now and you had no experience beforehand on the whole YouTube thing. And so what have you learned? Let's talk about that for a minute. What is something that you wish someone would have told you when you first started out on YouTube? Oh boy. That's a great question. Um, you know, somebody on your podcast recently said it, that, YouTube is a marathon, not a sprint. Um, I wasn't expecting instant fame and success um, right off the bat, but I I did get discouraged a little bit, you know. Uh, We were getting hundreds of views at first, and that lasted for a year and a half, right? Uh, the, The subscriber count that we were getting was one or two a week for a year, you know. And I kept doing it just as a side thing, you know, I produce a video here and there, like, uh, like every month or two even. So not very frequently at all, just because I wasn't experiencing success. Um, but I, I wish somebody would have told me that it's a little bit more of a marathon than a sprint for sure. Um, yeah, yeah, I would say that. Yeah, it, it it is understanding that you know being in it for the long game is extremely crucial, and and like you said, it can get it can get frustrating. Like it can really get frustrating when you're getting those one or two subscribers a week, and you're like, well, wait a minute, I'm putting the time and effort in this, and and all these people are succeeding in my niche, and what's what's the problem? You know, is there something wrong with me? Is there something wrong with the content that I produce? Uh, and at, at times, it can get extremely frustrating. Now, how did you get through that barrier? Like, how did you push yourself? onwards and say, uh, you know, I'm going to continue creating content. I'm going to continue producing things that I like, I enjoy doing. And hopefully one day I'll see the success that I want. Well, good question. So I, a couple things happened. One, I realized that YouTube is so much of a research game, just researching what people want to see. Um, why, why would they want to subscribe to my channel? Uh, I didn't have reasons for, you know, a year, year and a half. Um, so that happened. And then a second thing happened is I set a goal, um, to hit, to make a video hit a million, a million views. I didn't know how I was going to do that. Um, I, I didn't, I didn't even know if that was possible for me. I, I saw other YouTubers do that. I saw the other toy racers, marble racers do that. I didn't know if that was actually possible, but I set that as a goal and I worked actually incredibly hard on it. And I saw these other YouTubers hit a million views on a certain kind of video. And so I decided, you know, I'm going to go out, I'm going to put everything I got into this one video and I'm going to make it great and we'll see what happens. You know, I, I feel like that was a make or break it. And, and, you know, it, the hard work paid off. It made it, um, got a million views. That was my first million view video within the first month or two. And so kind of um, setting those goals, kind of the, the, the things that you could see that, hey, listen, I want to achieve this kind of helped you to see the, the kind of tangible stuff that you could see, right? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was hard getting to that point, but once I 
once I got there, it, it made a lot of sense what was going on. I don't know if that makes sense or not, but no, it absolutely does. And I think that for me, sometimes I want to see things, right? Like I have to put them, whether I need to put them on a, a spreadsheet or a Google doc or Evernote, I, I want to know, like, like <laughs> these are my goals for this month. These are my goals for this year. And even if I don't reach them, it gives me something to strive for, for the future. And it does keep you pushing through in those times of, of kind of dire straits that we talked about earlier. Um, right. Absolutely. Let, let's talk about your process for a minute. Um, what is your process like of making a video? Like when, when you when you think of a video, you, you've got a video that you want to do. You've got an idea. Uh, what is the process like from start to finish when Rob does a video for the, the toy racing channel? Yeah, that's a that's a great question, Dusty. Um, I've, I've actually been thinking about that recently. How I feel like my process is kind of unique. You know, I, I have a big fan base. Um, but you know, I, I don't live in a mansion, obviously not yet, hopefully someday, but not yet. I mean, I, I live in a small home. The only space that I have to film is the dining room actually. So what my process looks like is, um, the baby goes down. I have about, you know, three hours to, to work on a video. I move the kitchen table, move the chairs. Um, I sleep, I mop. I get my lighting equipment from my closet, have to set that all up piece by piece, get the backdrop. Then I have to uh, go upstairs to our bedroom where all my toy bins are. Uh, whatever I'm shooting that night, I bring the applicable bins down to the dining room area. I, I sort through everything. I build a track. That track might not work. I might have to rebuild it in an hour or so. Um, but I, I build a track. I pick the marbles. I set it up start racing them or other toys i start racing them uh, the hard thing with marbles is they're actually slightly different sizes different weights slightly so if one marble is just destroying the others i like I, I can't produce that so i have to go back change it make sure they're all the same sizes film the video hopefully i didn't miss anything because i have to set the i have to uh, take everything down uh that night because baby's gonna wake up the next morning and destroy everything so it's kind of <laughs> crazy so let me ask you this, like overall, like how much do you think you're spending per video money wise to get these toys, to get these tracks, or are you just using stuff that you already own? No, well, good, good question. So about in January, I, I hit my 5,000 subscriber mark on January 1st. I said, all right, like, let's really start taking it serious. I had gotten a little bit of revenue, revenue from YouTube previously. Um, but I was like, all right, let's, let's really start doing this. And so I bought some equipment. I invested in some toys and, uh, just kind of splurged a little bit and got a whole bunch of them. I got bins full of toys, marbles. And so most of what I use is still from January. Um, I, I buy toys occasionally here and there month to month, but, um, so to answer your question, it's, it's stuff that I have now, but it's stuff that I bought, you know, about seven months ago. So, Okay. I mean, that, that was kind of one of my initial questions is to, uh, to kind of see now what, what are you, your plans for the future as far as like knowing that your channel is growing, you're probably going to get a little more money from the ad revenue on YouTube, having those kind of really popular videos. So what are your plans as far as like, are you looking to expand out with the, the types of kind of marbles and types of tracks that you're going to do? Like, what are you looking for in the future? Yeah, absolutely. I, I feel like our channel did a good job. Um, not, getting pigeonholed you know what i'm saying right. like like i could have called it marble racing which would have been awesome i'm sure it would have done fine 
Uh, but that's the ceiling, you know, marble racing. That, that's all I could have done. Um, but with toy racing, really, uh, I can race any toys. Um, I'm looking to expand into more toys um, towards the fall. And, uh, and I, I feel like my options are limitless. Toy companies are constantly coming out with new toys um, to race, to play with. And, uh, and hopefully it gets to the point where I'm uh, staying on top of, of uh, those new toys coming out. And I can make videos with those, if that makes sense. No, it does. It makes uh, a lot of sense. Now, let me ask you this. If you could give one piece of advice to someone on YouTube starting out or someone wanting to grow their YouTube channel, looking at your channel and the, the quick success that you've had, and especially the past few months, like what have you learned and what are some pointers and some advice that you could give to those people? Yeah, no, good question. Uh, a couple of them. One is I was super fortunate, like you mentioned, uh, my World Cup uh, race video. It uh, got about 3 million in about a week and a half. It, I released it two Saturdays ago. Today's Wednesday um, or Thursday, excuse me. Um, and that doesn't happen overnight, obviously. I mean, that's hundreds of hours working, researching, making video after video, making mistakes. The beautiful thing about YouTube is that it's uh, a giant peer editing website, right? Like mm -hmm. every video that I make a mistake on, people let me know. That's fine. I get to learn from that. My next video hopefully will be a little bit better. Um, and so hundreds of videos later, you know, some that I don't even upload to YouTube, uh, I make this video and it takes off and it was great. So it doesn't happen overnight, um, but you just gotta work hard. One, one piece of advice that I got was um, how to prioritize, as I'm sure you know, Dusty, with your busy life. But um, it came from a head football coach in college football. His name's Lavelle Edwards coached at BYU, uh, so around here in Utah. Um, but he gave a talk, in, I mean, uh, or a speech, sorry, and he, he mentioned, and he was a national champion, world-renowned uh, football coach, but he, he, met, he gave credit to his success for putting two things first, uh, his family and his church first. And whatever that means for you, you, you know, you might be single, uh, you, you might not have family close by, you might not be religious, that's fine, but just finding a balance and putting things ahead of YouTube. If your happiness is, you know, dependent on YouTube, it's going to be fluctuating like crazy, right? Daytime, you're getting lots of views. Nighttime, you're not getting any views. Daytime, you're getting lots of subscribers. Nighttime, you're not getting any. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. So, so the best advice I got when I first started out was just learning how to prioritize. And, uh, and that's the advice I would give to people starting out YouTube. It's hard to, to prioritize when you can see the results that other people are getting. And but, but the bottom line is you're not living their life. You're not there with them. You don't know what type of sacrifices they're having to make. And I always encourage people and creators especially is that be very careful with the amount of time you spend on, on not just YouTube, but any hobby that you know eventually you want to become a business or whatever it is. It can consume you. Not only can it consume your time, but it can consume your thoughts as well, which then makes you very much not present when you're doing other things that are outside of the YouTube or outside of creating content. And so be very, very careful. I'm hesitant to always tell people to dive in full throttle because it really is difficult for a lot of people to be able to balance that. Um, let me ask you this, Rob. What do you think are your strengths and weaknesses as a creator? Oh, boy. Um... Uh, good question. I would say some of my strengths are 
just making videos and putting them out. Um, and, and, you know, I, I work hard on them. I, I know that they're not perfect. Um, but I put them out. People tell me what's wrong. I adjust. I try and make the next video better. I, I feel like I'm good at that, you know. I don't spend forever making a video absolutely perfect. Um, so I, I do feel like I'm good at that. What I'm not good at is, you know, surprisingly, Dusty, I'm still using an iPhone and iMovie. I, I'm not good at learning new things, I guess. I'm kind of intimidated at, at picking up a DSLR and some nice editing software and just sitting down for 10, 20, 30 hours and just really, really learning it. Um, I, I'm not good at that. I, I wish I was better, but, um, yeah. Yeah, no, th th those are things that a lot of people are not willing to say or willing to admit on YouTube, but you've got to know what you're good at. You've got to know the things that you struggle at. That way, you can either outsource the things you're not so good at and make sure you focus, really focus on those things, Rob, that you're super good at. So I, I could not agree with that more. Now, uh, in closing of this interview, Rob, which, by the way, this has been so interesting to me. I think you're in such a really <laughs> cool niche, and I just cannot wait to see a year from now, like, with a little bit of, of polish, like, your channel can just explode. Like, I feel like the ceiling is there isn't one for your channel and, and that's why I love doing these interviews is that I get to talk to people like you Rob who uh, are just in these spaces that I never would be in myself and I love that uh, <laughs> and so the final question for you Rob is this what are you looking to do in the future with your channel like short term and long term like what are some goals some things that you want to do going forward moving forward with your channel yeah so well I got some uh I've had some companies reach out to me. I have some sponsorships lined up for July and August, and I'm I'm really just going to put all my time and effort into that, make those look nice, and uh, and hopefully reach out to other companies and they'll see the kind of work that I did for um, these first few companies that reached out to me, and be be willing to uh, sponsor my videos. That, that's kind of the short term goal, but but like I said earlier, I think uh, long term goal is just to to get to selling toys, to, to be a place where kids can buy toys. Um, kids can buy the, the toys that I'm actually racing and I'm touching on the videos. Um, and, and hopefully just keep this thing growing. I'm having a blast doing it and I hope it lasts a long time. And, uh, just looking at it right now, it, it looks like it's going to be that way. So I'm excited. Absolutely. Well, this is amazing. What a fantastic interview this has been. And I'm going to let you now, if you would, share with my audience where they can get in touch with you online. Yeah, perfect. So on YouTube, I have my primary channel. Uh, that's youtube.com slash toy racing. I also have a secondary channel that's Pokemon Rush. Uh, basically just race marbles with Pokemon. Uh, names attached to them, basically. Uh, you can just search that on YouTube. I should be the only one. Um, and then on social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, just search for Toy Racing or Toy Racing Studios, and you should be able to find me. I love it. Rob, thank you so much for joining me today. What a fantastic interview. Keep doing the work you're doing, and I can't wait to keep, <laughs> keep track of what you're going to do and maybe interview you again in a year or two uh, with the progress Perfect. that you have made. So thanks again, and we'll talk to you later. Thanks, Dusty. You've been listening to the YouTube Creators Podcast. We want to thank you and invite you to subscribe to the show, as well as support us on Patreon for great perks, such as having your YouTube channel featured on the show and a link on our website. Until next time, keep uploading those videos.